Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah thoughts, ideas, and messages in all of its wonderful parts and facets. Baruch Hashem, today this is easier than ever before. Please enjoy the following class and the rest of them on my podcast. And follow in order to receive updates daily. Also, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, and neighbors so they could enjoy as well. Now let's move on and learn and grow together. Today's daf Mesech is Gitin, is daf Tezayin, 16. We are ho- <coughs> we're holding Tezayin and Aleph halfway down the page. Now, <coughs> we're actually going to finish the sugya we were learning yesterday. That's the first section. And the second section of the day is going to be a machlaikis within the fifth case of our Mishnah. Two versions of Rabbi Yochanan. So these two versions of Rabbi Yochanan will essentially differ if you have two witnesses, two shluchim, I should say, who bring the get from overseas, is there a requirement still to say b'fani nechta, b'fani nechtam, um, assuming that they're not shluchim on the entirety of the matter? So that's going to be the two versions, and we'll see the story at the end about Persians and Romans. We'll get to that, Be'ez Hashem. So let's get started here. Yesterday we spoke about different scenarios <coughs> where we have different mechanisms in halacha that you're not allowed to combine. That's really what we learned about yesterday. So we mentioned yesterday uh, creating Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. We mentioned yesterday washing hands in halves. And now the Gemara introduces two more potential halachas of combine of combination that could or can't, as we'll see momentarily, uh, could could be effective. So Amr Rabbi Yirmiyah says like this: Arei Amru in Maseches Zavin Chazal say. It's very interesting halacha. Then he goes to the mikvah, right? He needs to go to the mikvah because he's tame. And then after he goes to the mikvah, he goes and he immerses himself in rosh uh, Arubo, head and most of his body in drawn water, or vitar or if you have a regular tar person, he didn't have to go to the mikvah, just regular tar person. And three lugin of drawn water was poured on him. He took a shower, and that's he took a shower. Tame. The halacha is both of these two people are considered tame for the consumption of truma. You take a shower, you're tame. You hear that? What's pshat? It's Dr. Ashi. What happened was like this. It used to be back in the day, the mikvahs were in caves, and the mikvahs stunk. They were gross. So what people would do is after the mikvah, they would go to the bathhouse, take a bath. Right. Problem is, what ended up happening was, what's that? No, the mikvahs are nice today. I mean, today you can't compare, I mean, especially the women's mikvahs. But like the women, the men's mikvahs, the Chabad mikvahs are beautiful. It's like a spa. But but uh, saying so, <laughs> what happened was is they would go to the mikvah if they had to, but then they would feel dirty, so they would go take a bath. The problem is, what, what did this create? People started to think it's not the mikvah that's mitahir, it's the bathtub that's mitahir. Then that creates a serious issue. People are going to start relying on that for Tuma and Tahara purposes. So that's a great issue. And then as an extension, they said, well, <clears throat> okay, so we'll make a Gezerah. You're not allowed to go <clears throat> take, a, take a bath 
go to the bathhouse after going to the mikvah, and if you do, you become tummy for truma purposes, which is obviously a chumra midrabbanan. This is not the raisa. Is that punishment? What is it? It's, it's a it's a it's a chumra. It's well, a gezera. Gezera. Why do it? It's not a punishment necessarily. I'm saying gezera for what? It's a gezera so that so people remember the integrity the, of mikvah. bypass the mikvah. Go straight to the bathhouse. Essentially making a mistake. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And then they said, once they made that gezeira, they extended it to taking a shower also. Because they said, they said, if people think that when you take a shower, you could take a shower after the mikvah, or you could take a shower, and that doesn't create a tumah, so they'll think also after a mikvah, you could take a bath, and it doesn't create tumah. How long is there? So, How long? That? You have to wait. Uh, so, so it seems to be the same day. That's what it seems okay. like. But I don't know. I, yeah, it's very, very interesting halacha. Now, I, I don't know if we're machmir on this today. I think maybe in Hilchas Nida, we are machmir to some degree, that a woman, after going to the mikvah, she shouldn't shower at the mikvah, but rather there should be some break. If I remember correctly, there's some yeah, specificity yeah, of this. That's that's sort of based on the similar principle. But anyways, the point is, is that, what's that? You gotta do her hair. You gotta do her hair, right, you gotta be involved. So the point is, is that, that's the halacha. So again, a tome person who goes to the mikvah, who takes a bath after mikvah, is considered tome. Again, obviously this is a gezerah, this isn't a midaraisa for truma purposes, as well as somebody that just takes a shower and three lug in a maim she'uven. So the Gemara now asks the following, Shiloh, boy Rabbi Yirmiya. Now we get creative. You have somebody, he really loves halacha, so he wanted to create a Shiloh for the rabbi. And what, this is what he did. Half of his body he immersed in a bath. No, in a bath, meaning in drawn water. And then half of his body, he had three lug and a mayim shuv and poured onto it. It's very creative. So my, what's the halacha? Is he considered Tameh for Truma purposes because we combine the two halachic principles and enact Tumah on him? Or do we say, no, you didn't uh, transgress either one entirely? Let's just take it. We don't resolve that. Why would somebody would do that is creative. Let's move on to the next ideas. Amr Rapapa, this is the fourth idea of combination. Rapapa says, Hare Amru, halacha is. Now we know that there was a Takanas Ezra. One of the one of the takanas of Ezra was that balei keri, ba, people that have relations, seminal emissions, things of that nature, have to go to the mikvah before they learn Torah. That's the halacha. Balei has to be toiva, go to the mikvah. So now, there was also a leniency given to a balei who's a chayla. If, if balei was sick and he can't immerse fully in, in water, it would be dangerous for his health. So you're allowed to pour nine kavin yeah, of water, tisha kavin, over his head, and he's considered tahor. The shaila here is going to be: Could you combine these principles to be mitzaher of Valkari chayla? Let's see. Let's read that inside. Amra papa re amru. Behold, Ezra made a takana. Valkari chayla shenitnu alav tishakavin mayim. If you have a Valkari who is a sick person, so he can't go to the mikvah properly, and you're allowed to pour nine kavin of water, and tar is considered tar. So by Rapapa, based on that, Rapapa asked the Shaila, let's say half of his body was immersed in a mikvah properly, it means he pushed himself and he went half in the mikvah, and the other half of his body had nine kavin of uh, nine kavin of water poured over him. So my what's the Allah in that case take the Gemara leaves that leaves this unresolved. Again, meaning we don't know if these halachas combine or they don't combine, and then he wouldn't be considered tahar. Let's move on. Nusugya. So just for the purposes of today, we have to remember there's two, the fifth and the sixth case of the beginning of this parak, which is yesterday, the, the Mishnah. We had seven cases in the Mishnah yesterday. We had all kinds of partial declarations. These were not effective. So in the fifth case of our Mishnah, we had two people come into court holding the get, 
One of them says, "Befani nechtav." It was written in front of me, and the other one says, "Befani nechtam." The Tanakama Mishnah said, "Puzzle, not effective." The next case of the Mishnah was three people walk into court. Two of them say it was written in front of us, and one of them says it was signed in front of me. Okay, but they're not combined, meaning different, different testimonies. So here was a machlekes. Tanakama said puzzle. Rabbi Yehuda said kosher. So now, <clears throat> what we're going to do now in the Gemara is to analyze the fifth case. <clears throat> and with our understanding of the fifth case, we're also going to analyze the machlekes in the sixth case. And this is really going to be two versions of Rabbi Yechanan. So let's get started with the first version. We only said puzzle in this case. Again, one person says, and the other one says, so it's two different testimonies on the two parts that should have been said by one shliach. So it's only puzzle in that case according to the Chacham in our Mishnah. Because they were not both appointed as shluchim on the get. Rashi actually says that they weren't both appointed to hold it. They, were, they didn't come in holding it as shluchim. So because they were not both shluchim on the get, one saying b'fani nechtav and the other one saying b'fani nechtam is deemed an ineffective testimony and the get's not effective. Avol, but says Rabbi, uh, Rav Shmuel Bar Yud in the name of Yochanan, get If they're both shluchim on the get, meaning the husband overseas appointed them both messengers on this get, and one saying funny nechtav, and one saying funny nechtam kosher, then it would be acceptable. Now, why would that be acceptable? Alma, so the Gemara says we see. Kasavar that Rabbi Yochanan holds Shnayim Sheviyu get Mimedinas Hayam that when two people bring a get they're both shluchim from overseas Ein Srichin Sheyoyim Rebefanenu Nechtav Rebefanenu Nechtam they don't even need to say it was written and signed in front of us now why don't they need to so Sarashi comes along and explains no where two people bring it where two people bring it. There's two witnesses. So it's only when one person brings it that there's this enactment of Chazal. They have to say it in order to validate. But where two people bring it, they don't even need to say. And since they don't even need to say, so then if one says, and the other one says, it's inconsequential because they don't even need to as they're both shluchim. Says Rashi over here. Why don't they need to say? That's where there's one shliach. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But where two people bring it, you don't need to. Right. So what's the pshat? What's the pshat? What's the pshat? No, no. One person has to say b'fani nechtam. Two people do not have to. If they're both shluchim from the baal, one says this, one says that. You're asking why? No, but the point is they don't even need to. That's the point. Why don't they need to? Oh, so just explain Rashi. Comes Rashi, and Rashi says like this: the entirety of the reason that they need to say anything is so that we don't confuse this with other scenarios. Meaning, is that Chazal made an enactment that this scenario of this unique get is brought by one person, if you allow him to say and get away with that, so people might start to think, well, general getting can be validated by one person. That's only an issue where there's one person bringing it. But where two people are bringing it, you're not going to create that issue because two people are validating this get essentially. So you won't apply it to other get to other documents and think two people, one person's effective in validating it. So that's A. 
A, is that this isn't going to create an issue of asile ichlufe b'sha'ar shtaros. Isn't it an issue it's going to create that you think one is effective to validate other documents? B, says Rashi, it's also considered a unique scenario. As Rashi finishes off here, lo'ishchichahi v'lo'yachma barabanan. Rabbanan only applied their gezerah, or takana, that you have to do fanenechtam, in the general scenario. Where two people are appointed shluchim, that's out of the normal ruling. It's not a common case. Since it's not a common case, that's another reason chachamim wouldn't require when it comes to two people. But the bottom line is, according to the first version, this is the first version of Yoichanan, that when two people bring the get, they don't even have to say anything. Since they don't have to say anything, if one says it was written in front of me, and one says it was signed in front of me, Peseda, we accept that, no problem. What do you want to no, say? One second, yeah, let me say. I think, I think that appears to be very important in the game, not only Shluchim, but also Avis. Two people together <coughs> that saw something and repeat it, they are Avis to the Yaakov. So, so, so they're Avis right. and Shluchim. Right, okay, I hear, I hear that, yeah. What do you want to say? But the key word here is Medina Sayyam. Me Medina Sayyam. Yeah, yeah. So. That's the key word. Of course, the no whole thing was there, I'm saying that say. before and after, after, because they came from Medina right. So what's the, uh, if one could do it, well, then I don't understand what you're saying. I'm saying the takana, the point it, of the says here, two people, Sure, could be. Sure, for be, sure, it could be what? Should be, should be saying before and after. No, don't now, have to. They don't have to. That's the point. Yeah, but they're they're separate. Oh, okay, fine. No, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. That's the chiddush. Yeah. So we're saying a chiddush now. Yeah. The chiddush we're saying now yeah. is is that since the issue of one person wouldn't be applicable to that of two, yeah. A, you won't confuse this with other documentations because yeah. you have two. B, this is an uncommon case. In the first version, Rabbi Yechon would say it's only when one person brings you have to say, but if two people bring it, albeit they're testifying on different things, it doesn't make a difference. Two people are, are uh, like, they have a, a different yeah. status. They're not included you, in the original takana. Exactly. Says the Gemara, Omar oh, Abaye. So comes along Abaye, and he turns now to Rabbi uh, Shmuel Bar Yehuda, and he says to Shmuel Bar Yehuda, Elmeata, according to your reasoning of Shmuel Bar Yehuda, you're saying that there's no there's no discussion when it comes to two people. You don't need to say b'fani nech b'fani nechta. So now the question's like this: Seifa, uh, the the next case of the Mishnah, which is the sixth case, the Katani. What did it teach? Two witnesses, or sorry, two, three people walk into court in Eretz Yisrael. Two of them said it was written in front of us. And the third person said it was signed in front of me. So Tanakama said, puzzle, invalid. And Rabbi Yehuda said that it's still acceptable. That's acceptable. So the Gemara says, like, that was the sixth case. It asks Abaye to Rev Shmuel Yehuda. So, Lachari should apply the same understanding you had of the fifth case to the sixth case. Is the fifth case was they were not both made shluchim, so the sixth case should also be that. The get is not yoytzim They're not both shluchim. So, the reason the Tanakama invalidates it is because they were not made shluchim. But if the get would have been coming from under their hands, meaning they were both appointed shluchim, those on the ksiva and the chasima, so the rabbanon would say that it's kosher. So is that true? I mean, Abayi says to Yuda, would that be true that where they're both appointed shluchim, the rabbanon would say it's kosher? So Shmuel Yehuda says, yeah, Taisus is the lead-up question. So he says, yeah, if they were both appointed shluchim on the matter, 
as I said before, Rabbi Yochanan would hold, there's no gizay, there's no takana, and you don't need to say funny nach, funny nachta. So Abai turned back to Rashmo Bar Yehuda, ein get but my pligi. But then you're understanding that the debate between Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda is where they're not appointed shluchim. What's the point of debate then? Meaning the way the Gemara understands is like this: Why would Rabbi Yehuda say it's kosher? If Rabbi, if Rabbi Yochanan tells us unequivocally that when there's two people who are appointed shluchim, there's no reason to make the takana of Chazal, so then why, why would it be that in this case, where they're, where they're not appointed shluchim, the way we're understanding the Machleik is now, Rabbi Yehuda would say it's kosher. L'chayra, they're not shluchim. There is a reason for takana. So why does Rabbi Yehuda say it's kosher in the sixth case of the Mishnah? So the Gemara answers... So why are two people bringing in a get if they're not made shluchim? So, so no, it's a good point. So the point is like this: is that one guy was there and he was appointed shliach. Let's say the Eid Chasima. He yeah. saw, I saw, funay funay nechtam. He wanted to travel with his buddy, mm. so he said to his buddy or two buddies, "Why don't you come along with what me?" Who happened to, to see the ksiva also? Of. Exactly, it's a unique scenario. Exactly, that's right. So that's by also. the way, by the way, who 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 carries it? The guy that the shliach, lechar the shliach. Yeah. What if they're both made shluchim? No, so that's different. That's a different who case. Who carries it? Oh, oh, so it's interesting. Rashi and Amar Aleph says Shnei Madukim, but I don't know if it's Meduik or not. They're, they're I don't know. Fl- they're, they're flying to. Uh, I don't know what to, to make of that. Allow, you know, they're walking they're together, Can you imagine on the flight they're holding on? They have different seats. I don't know. Maybe it means they both have the capacity to. I don't know. That's what Rashi yeah. says. I don't know. So the Kasha Abayi said to Rishon Vayud, I understand. If one is a Shliach, so then what's the debate? Why does Rabbi Yehuda say it's kosher in the sixth case? So the Gemara answers. Rishon Vayud says back, Mar Savar Gazrinon. So Tanakama says like this. In the end of the day, you're not fulfilling the requirement Chazal said. Chazal said in order for this to avoid confusion, that maybe you'd think other documents can be validated by one person, you need the same shliach to say it was written and signed in front of me. But now that you're saying there's two other people testifying on the ksiva and only one person testifying on the chasima, people may confuse this. So therefore, the Tanakama says such a case is an invalid testimony because only the aid on the chasima, the shliach on the chasima, is saying nechtam, and he's the shliach. The other two are not shluchim. This is a problem. Umar sav Rabbi Yehuda holds why Gazrinan? There's no gezera. Why? Because Rabbi Yehuda says like this: In the end of the day, you have testimony on the ksiva. You don't usually need testimony on ksiva for documentation. You only need testimony on chasima. So there's a uniqueness in this case that will isolate this from general documentation's validation. And if Rabbi Yehuda says so long as you have testimony on the ksiva, even if it's not the shliach who's testifying on the ksiva, it's still going to differentiate this from de- general documentation's validation, and therefore there's no reason to make such a gezerah. That's version number one. So version number one we're saying is that according to Rabbi Yochanan in the Mishnah, if both the aid, the aid on the, the shliach of the ksiva and the shliach of the chasima, if they were both Shluchim on the matter. You don't even need to say Fadnach. There's no Takana. And the Mela would come out that our Mishnah is talking about where it's where they were not both appointed Shluchim. And as we explained, the Machlaikis in the sixth case would then be if there's reason for Gezerah or not, based on the fact that they're Lamaisa are Adim, there are Shluchim on the there are Adim, sorry, testifying Fanai Nechtam. Nechtav. Fanenu Nechtav. Lushnachrina. Now the second version disagrees. And the second version of Yechanan says Amrila. They said like this. Amr Shmuel, Amr Shmuel by Yud, Amr Yechanan. So Rav Shmuel by Yud says name Rav Yechanan. Afilu get yoytz mitachas yedei shneiim pasul. In the case where one said b'fanin nechtam, the other one said b'fanin nechtam, even if they're both appointed shluchim, it still would be problematic. It still would not be acceptable. 
Alma Kasavar, so it would come out. You see clearly that Rabbi Yechanan would hold. Shnayim Sheviu get Medina Sayam. If two people brought a get from overseas, and they were both Shluchim, they were both Shluchim. They do need to say the proper language. It was written and signed in front of us. And since these two people were, albeit that they were shluchim, they didn't say the proper language. One testified only on ksiva, and one only testified on chasima. Therefore, that's not acceptable. So the, and by the way, this sounds more like Rabbah, if you remember the original Takana. Because in the end of the day, you have two witnesses to validate it over here. The only issue is it's from Chutzla Aretz, so it wouldn't be necessarily Lashma. So now the same conversation. Omar Abai, Abai turns to Rav Shmuel Bar-Yud and he says like this, Elameyata, but according to what you're saying, say for the Katani, the sixth case of our Mishnah, which taught, if two people say it was written in front of us and one said it was signed in front of me, puzzle, the Allah is its puzzle. Rabbi Machshir in there, Rabbi says it's kosher. That was the sixth case of the Mishnah. Now the way you're interpreting the fifth case is, even if they're both made shluchim, it's still problematic. So you should apply this to the sixth case as well. So afilu get yoitz metachas yedei shneim rabbanon. Question, even... Where they're both appointed shluchim on the matter, the Rabbanu would say it's puzzle, meaning it's a little bit difficult to hear that, being that the reality is, if they're both shluchim on the matter, l'chaira, there's good reason to say it should be kosher. So why would the Rabbanan say if they're both shluchim in this case, it would be invalid? Which is really a lead-up question. So, so, Amarle, how do you ever get a, a kosher get? We have two Aiden. Two. Two so there were two. Two Aiden walked in and said, this was given to the woman. She's divorced. Or the woman walks into court. Or they're both appointed shluchim and they both say, but that's what they said. And that's not this case. case. No, this case is two people walk in and say, but and then a third person walks in and says, but that's what Possible, unless they say, No, here it says. Yeah, yeah, that's what it No, 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 no. According to you, you're saying even where they're both shluchim, they need to say this lashon. So it would come out the machlekes in that case where two testify b'fanenu nechtav. And one testifies b'fanai nechtam. It would also be in a case where they're both shluchim. He says, so Amr le'in. So Rashi Yudah said, yeah, that would be true. So b'may kamifli, then what's the basis of debate? Now I just want to stop for a second, explain, Taisus says something over here. Why can we say the same thing we said in the first version? So Taisus explains like this. It comes out a little difficult in the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda in the second version. In the first version, it's understandable why Rabbi Yehuda would say it's kosher. See, in the first version, Rabbi Yehuda says like this. There's a direct, there's a isolated uniqueness between the person who's testifying on the chasima versus those that are on the ksiva. What do I mean by that? It's clear that the one who's testifying on the chasima is believed based on takanas chazal. Why is that clear? Because one guy's saying b'fanei nechtam, and that's acceptable, but there's two people required for the ksiva. There are two people are saying b'fanei nechtav. So says Taisus, in that case, I understand why Rabbi Huda says it's kosher. You're not going to confuse this with other documentation because you see clearly, even though one, the eight on the chasima, is the only one who's a shliach, the other ones are not shluchim. 
oh, it's acceptable here. There must be some uniqueness of Gittin we're not going to apply by other documentation. But according to the second version, they're all Shluchim. If they're all Shluchim, says the Gemara, this should be a genuine issue. You may confuse this with general documentation and think that general documentation, as Rabbi Yehuda seems to be saying here, would be acceptable if it's accepted by Gittin, that with the one person who's saying, so maybe you'd think also by general documentation, one is acceptable. So therefore, this becomes more difficult. You can't answer, like you said in the first version. So says Rav Shmuel, no problem. Marsav or Lefisha in Bikian Lashman. He says me a little difficult, but says Rashmul Bar Yehuda, Marsavar Rav Yehuda's of the opinion sorry, Tanakama holds Lefisha in Bikian Lashma. That the original reason for the Takana is because they're not proficient in the law of Lashma, says the Tanakama. And therefore, even though you have Shluchim, three Shluchim over here, two on the Ksiva, one on the Chasima, nonetheless, since they're not Bikian Lashma from Chutzila Aretz, they all have to say Bufani Nachtam, Bufani Nachtam. Umar Savan Rebuta holds No, the issue is is that witnesses aren't around to validate it. But here you have witnesses in front of you who could validate it, so therefore it wouldn't be an issue, and that's why it would be acceptable. Gemara says, if that's true, it would emerge, according to the second version, that the Amoiroic debate, Rabba and Rava, would be contingent on the earlier Tanoic debate, Rebuta and the Tanakama. We don't want to say that, obviously. So Gemara says, Lois. So rather, that the Gemara says, that's not true. So Rava can get out of this by saying, I hold like the first version. Like we said before, the first version that holds where there's both shluchim, you don't even need to say, it's not necessary to say. He goes like that version with both Rav Yehuda and the Tanakama agreeing with the opinion of Rava ultimately. Rava has to go like the second version. So Rava says like this, According to the second version, as Rabbi Yochanan says, if there's two shluchim on the matter, you still need to say you're not out of the, you're not you're not out of the gezeir, out of the takana. So Rabbi says like this: But I'll explain the machlokes as follows. Really, both shitas can concede with me, but in lishma that it has to be done lishma. That was the reason for the original takana. So then what's the point of debate between Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakama? This is after the people in Chutzah Aretz already learned the law of Lishma. So there wasn't a suspicion anymore that they didn't know the law of Lishma they would write again, not for her sake. So then what's the machloikis? We explained this earlier in the Masechta, right? Is it's a gezeira, maybe the matter will return to its original ruined state, where they don't know the Rav Lishma Amaratzis, and therefore, maybe even after they learned the Law of Lishma, we should still enact the Takana. Gemar Savar Gazrinan, Tanakama says, we make this Gezerah, so even afterwards, although they know the Law of Lishma, they still have to say, Fanenach, Fanenach, Tam, Omar Savar, Rebutal, like Gazrinan, there's no Gezerah, so therefore, after Alach HaShalamdu, A, there's no reason to make a Gezerah for the Lishma issue, B, there's Edim Etzirin Lakaima, because you have two people here, and that wouldn't be an issue asks the Gemara, but according to that version, you're saying, even when they're both shluchim, which is the case of our Mishnah, they're arguing in the sixth case, but they should also argue in the fifth case then, because in the fifth case, they're both shluchim, one said b'fanei nechtav, one said b'fanei nechtam, the same debate would be applicable. So why doesn't Rabbi Yehuda also argue in the fifth case and say, as long as you have both one saying and they're both shluchim should be acceptable because you have two people here and then there's no issue of lishma there's no issue of mitzvah and lakaimai so the gemara answers oh it's maralah so the gemara says yes it actually is indeed the reality because we learned alamar ula ula said chalakaya rabbi yehuda rabbi yehuda did argue afbarishayna even on the fifth case 
Okay, the Gemara challenges this one second. Masiv Rav Ashaya Ula. So Rav Ashaya challenged Ula based on the following Brisa. The Brisa says, Rav Yudah Machshir Bezu. Rav Yudah says it's kosher in this case, which the Gemara assumes means in the sixth case. Veloi Ba'acheres. But not in a different case. Now, Bleba Acheres Lechaira means not in the fifth case. The Gemara says Lechaira, he doesn't argue in the fifth case. So, my love, isn't it excluding? Or one said it was written in front of me, and the other one said it was signed in front of me, which is the fifth case. And you see, he doesn't argue in the fifth case. The Gemara says, Loy, that's not what he's coming to exclude. Rather, Lim Ute, he's excluding the second case of the Mishnah, which was Bifane Nechdam, Avalai Bifane Nechdav, where you only had one person testifying on the Chasima, and you didn't have a second person altogether. Salka Dait Chamina, you may have thought, why do we need Rabbi to say that he doesn't argue in that case? Because you may have thought, Since he doesn't make a Gezerah after they knew the law of Lishma, that maybe it'll go back to its original ruined state, he doesn't make that Gezerah. So Dilma Asi Lechaluf Vikim Sharast Ambe. So maybe it doesn't make a gezera that you might confuse this with other documents as well. And therefore you should be able to get away with one testimony, one shliach who's on the chasima saying it was written in front of me. That should already be sufficient and there should be no reason to confuse this with other documents. He doesn't make that gezera. So kamash malan, no, that gezera remains in place and therefore if there's only testimony on the chasima, it wouldn't be acceptable. Itmar Nami, the Gemara says we have a support to the second version. Amr of Yehuda, of says clearly the Amr get Medina Sayam. If two people bring a get from overseas, so even though they're both shluchim, there still is a machlaikis between Rabbi and the Rabbanan, which is like the second version of Rabbi Yechanan, where there's a debate then between Rabbi and the Rabbanan. And we, as we explained in Rabbah, it's a machlaikis Acha Shalamdu. If we make a gezera, because it might go back to its original ruined state. All right, we finish off the sigi today with a story that ties into the psak on this issue. <coughs> Rabba Barbarchana Khalash, Rabba Barbarchana was sick. Oligabe Rabbiuda Varabalish Yule Bay. So Rabbiuda and Rabba came to visit him. So Bohmine, they asked him the following Shiloh. When they would visit, they wouldn't just schmooze about the Miami Heat. They would uh, talk about Torah. So they asked him a Shiloh. They said, Shnaim Shaviu get Medina Sayam. Two people brought a get from overseas, and they're shluchin. Do they need to say or do they not need to? Meaning, is it necessary to or not? So he said back, Rabbi Bachana responded, they don't need to. Meaning he said, because they're both shluchim, they don't need to. Which is like the first version of Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Bachana was paskening like that version. Not because they learned it. What's that? No, no, no. It's nothing to do with learning it at this point, yeah. What's that? They're both shluchim. They're both shluchim, and therefore, as we explained, there's no gezeira, there's no reason to say because it's clear you have two people here, and B, this is not a common case, and you have witnesses in the kaimah. Everything is acceptable. There's no so problem. I'm a witness to it, and I give it to two other shluchim. They, they don't, if they don't say anything... What's Hold on. What's, what's the case? No, I, I'm a witness to it. I saw him right. I saw, I, I saw him right. I saw him sign. Then I give it to someone else who's a shliach. Hold on. You're you're saying a different scenario. You're saying there was a witness right. to the transaction to the writing, the writing and, the, and, the and then he hands it off to a shliach. Yeah. That's a different case. We're talking about where the shliach is the one who says it was written and signed in front of me. Because they were both one second, one second, one second. They were both you're, oh you're saying right. the first version. Right. In the first version, if uh I hear if there were Edim who's, who witnessed right. the reality and then two people brought it, right, yeah. they don't have to say anything. Yeah. Two people are made shluchim by the husband. Kanireh. Yeah. No, but they, 
Hold on, look what he says. Look what he says. Right. So Amr Lahem ain't srich, and Rabbi Bachana says they don't need to. You're right. You don't need to say why because Mayilu Yoyim Rebbefanenu Girsha. They would have walked into court and says she was divorced in front of us. What's the halacha? She is acceptable. It's edus. So Mila Nehemni would not be believed. So Mila, what he's saying is, is as long as you have edus, you have two people. They're, they're both, not a, they're not it's not a problem. There's no issue here. Yeah, he was saying they yeah. weren't there. They weren't even there, but you said they disbelieved. Reuben and, Shimon, Reuben and Shimon got to get from, from, from the husband. Right. Yeah. They went and gave it to Yehuda and Levi. And they show up. And they show up in in, in, in I hear, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know if we would validate that case. I hear. They don't say anything. How do you know? I hear, I hear. I hear, I hear, I hear. I hear. I hear. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Let me look into that. I'm not sure. That's a good point. That's the whole sugi about Eishliach no? Mili, it's Mili Lamimser on the Shleach. It's a different story, yeah, but right, right. Mm, a good point. You're saying the Chayyur, if they walk in, don't say anything, say anything. and they're both Shluchim, right. okay, but they didn't win, they were not in the well, they have to say something because they just walk in and pass it up. What is it? Well, what's going here's on? The here's the guess. Here's the guess. Right. So apparently, well, I guess yeah. If you don't have to say four and a half, that's not it. Could be anybody. Could have picked it up off the that's street. What sound, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Chiddush. Yeah. Meaning we trust them based on virtue of, yeah, I guess, Edus. Yeah, it's a big well, Let me get back to you on that, though. I hear what you're saying, though. Let's finish the story. So the Gemara says, Adahachi, as they were talking, means Rabbi Rukhana was being, uh, was discussing Torah with them, a sick man. So, Asahu Chavra, Shokla Lashargami Kamayu. Now, Rashi learns Chavra, it's not, a, not like we're talking about Chaverim. Chavra means there was a Persian faction who used to worship uh, Avodah Zara, and on the day of their uh, festivities, nobody was allowed to have fire in their houses besides in the house of Avodah Zara. So the Persian guy walked by, who was worshiping, and he took the fire out of the house. He took, it turned off the light because they're not allowed to have it, apparently. So Amar Rachma, Amar, Rabbi Rachman turned to Hashem and he said, Either we should be in your shade, means in Eretz Yisrael, the Kedush Baruch Hu, or in the shade of Bnei Esav, under the Roman Empire. Meaning, the persecution here amongst the Persians is so bad, we'd rather be amongst the Roman Empire. So the one says, one second, this would imply, that the Roman persecution was better than that of the Persian persecution, meaning the life of a Jew in the Roman Empire was better than the Persian Empire. The problem is, Rabbi Chia taught, what does it mean when the Pasuk says in Eov? It says, HaKadosh Baruch understood the Torah and the ones who learnt it. And he knew where to place us, the Jewish people. What did it mean? Hashem knew about the Jewish people. That they can't withstand the persecution of the Romans. How they persecute Torah and the capacity to learn it and those who learn it. They, they, he understood that was impossible for the Jews to withstand. So instead of exiling them amongst the Romans and by in Chorban Bayes Rishon, he sent them to Babylonia. So Gemara says, Lachari, the Brisa implies that it's so much worse by the Romans. So Gemara says, Lakashia, not a problem. This is before these Chaverim, these Persian uh, idol worshippers, arrived in Bavel. Meaning, before the, the Persian idol worshippers arrived in Bavel, the Romans were talk of the worst. The, the, Romans treated, the Romans treated the, uh, the uh, Jews the worst. But ha, after Lebasar did Asu Chavri Lebavel, after the Chaverim came to Bavel, one second, I explain that right? Hold on. Yeah. 
after they came to Bavel, so then the Chaveirim means these Persians were taka worse than the Romans that we listed before. So what's the moral of the story? Don't go to Golas? I'm not sure. <laughs> the Depends. Whoever we're under is the worst. Top of Yud Zayin Medal. If we're stopping, gentlemen, have a wonderful day.